0: and welcome to the Koala Club podcast, a podcast made by and for international students in Australia. I am Kevin
1: and I am Trang and we talk about everything education, work and lifestyle for overseas students in Australia.
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Koala Club podcast. Today we have a very special guest uh, which is a friend of mine. Um her name is Nyat Walton uh, also known as uh, Sole and also we have uh, you know our us regular uh, Kevin and Chang how are you Chang
1: Um well thanks Kevin how are you going
0: Yeah I'm good too thank you So today our special guest is Nyat uh, also known by the name Soleil. Now Nyat was an international student as well and uh, special thing is uh, she actually got two bachelor degrees one in landscape architecture, and the other one is in creative art, majoring in graphic design. Uh, Nhật is currently a senior landscape architect um, for Taylor Brammer Landscape Architect, a very reputable landscaping firm in Sydney, Australia. And uh, Nhật is also a streamer for more than two years now, with uh, you know about 1,300 followers, uh, and could be more now. Her stream Twitch goes by the name Soleibu. The last special thing about Nyat is um, she actually designed our cover art and logo for the podcast. So welcome, Nhật, to the show today and thanks for accepting our invites to be on.
2: Hi Kevin. Hi Jang. Thank you so much for having me today and thank you for your lovely introductions. There's a lot of information that you already give out to the audience. (laughs)
1: Yeah, all taken from LinkedIn. (laughs) Thank
2: you. Thank you, all of you, for having me today. It's a a beautiful day today.
1: It is. It is a pleasure for us to have you on. And for our listeners, if you do look at our cover art, so it's that cartoon or painting of me and Kevin, and also a beautiful, cute koala logo that's designed by Soleil. So Soleil has been with us on our podcasting journey from day zero you can say my pleasure
2: my pleasure yeah.
0: <laughs> i don't know why it's taken so long to actually get her on the, the show because you know uh Solé, um besides designing our cover art uh, she's also very talented and has a very interesting background that we certainly want to talk about
1: yeah so yeah. why don't we kick off kevin
0: yeah sure uh just before we kick off i also about the you know so Lincoln when i was talking about Lincoln for the introduction <laughs> i find <laughs> a very interesting you know in the about section she wrote living with a belief that what truly comes from the heart will easily get to the other heart to, to the other hearts like you know can we just say how deep that was for Lincoln? you know and how impressive <laughs> i was i was reading that i was he's so hard
2: uh yeah i i thought um I will always try to live up to that. It's, it's not always easy, uh, but yeah, I do believe that. Like if you do something with all your heart and with, you know, not calculating like what you can get from it, it's you know easier to get to other people, and that's how I get to 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 do all of these, you know, study and work and streaming and life in general.
0: Yes, beautiful to hear. Okay, so now let's start with our episode. First question we have is can you tell us a bit about your two bachelor degrees? What made you decide to do two bachelor degrees one after another? Mm. And looking back now, do you think those two degrees complement each other?
2: Yeah, um I guess I always think that the like the career or the degrees that I study um being who I am today is actually like kind of destiny <laughs> like sometimes you didn't choose it but like life to choose it from, uh, for you so I came to Australia 12 years ago and it's, it's not uh, I'm not growing up from like a wealthy family that which can like afford for me to to go study abroad but like I get a lot of help from my uncle and auntie and my grandparents uh, who, uh, who lived here in Australia so I feel grateful to have that opportunity to go to study um. and they know like they always want us to their grandchildren to have a better life and that one of the reasons why they they're helping us to to go here and study and stay here <laughs> so before when I studied graphic design it's like one of um, back then, graphic design was still in the list of, um, you know, like you can apply to, to stay and then you get a point to stay in Australia. So I will study interior design in Vietnam at the moment. So I think it's year I finished year one I think. that's when that when I I start my process to apply to study in Australia. And I guess graphic design is kind of similar. Not similar, but it's also creative. So I guess my this the the main point of all of my study. Uh, they always have one main point is being creative, from interior design to graphic design to landscape architect is always have that main point is to be creative, and yeah, that one of the reason that I chose that because they have similarity. They just like, you know, like design and uh, create something out of all of these elements that they let um, you have in life. And then after I finished, the <laughs> the government decided to then, okay, we're going to take it off the list. <laughs> and then at that point, I either I, I stand at the like the road with two directions that I can continue to work at a graphic design for two years because that's how you're allowed to stay for two years and then then it's finished or either I need to look for another way to then continue the journey to then I can stay in Australia and live here because I I, you know of course you love Australia because so many opportunity for you here so uh, my cousin he worked in a civil company and they had landscape architect department at that time even though they they mainly doing civil uh kevin is civil engineer so so you know (laughs) and so my my cousin was like uh if you look for maybe another another career i suggest this to you at that time i didn't know about landscape architect at all it's pretty new and like i'm sure today not a lot of people know about the industry landscape architect and yeah, I do a little research and I I just did the idea of working with plants and trees and you know uh, the outdoors is, is really having like uh, the first impression like love at first sight. like you're like, oh okay, this is this is really um, intrigue you to then you say, oh, maybe I should do this and then with uh, it's help. I moved to Canberra and uh, study there for another two years for my second degree landscape architect yeah so yeah a bit of a, a bit of journey and decision making but i guess just listening to uh, the universe if you say <laughs> on me will be god because <laughs> i believe in god so i do believe that the two degree complement each other uh, as i said before it's a uh, creative and in, with graphic design you design using 2d element with uh, landscape architect you create using 3d elements and you you have like a different different elements and different software to use it they both uh helping so with the graphic design background it's helped me to to have a better layout when you present an idea on the paper on a presentations so it give me a good eye to uh, pay attention to details and also, not a lot of landscape architect have a graphic design background, which give you a benefit of graphic layout, font, um, hierarchy. You know, I think they they really complement each other.
1: Mm, awesome! Mm. It's, it's <laughs> amazing to hear how it led you to the, to here and your journey. And yeah, yeah so you said, the universe yeah. led you to here and you're doing what you love so that's so great and yeah can't wait to hear more about your current job but just touching on your studies Mm -hmm. and so you've done the two degrees at two universities so university of Wollongong and university of uh, Canberra yep so what are the differences that you saw between the two unis and Mm. there's the study structure of the degree and the environment that you studied in I
2: love University of Wollongong <laughs> the first university that I went to and it's to compare the two of course the the weather in Canberra is more extreme mm-hmm. than the weather in New South Wales so everything in New South Wales is green now, <laughs> lush and like compared to Canberra like people say oh so bored and you know like it's gray all the time and it's colder it's harder it's more extreme um the the differences between the university I guess that I can back then when I studied landscape architect at Canberra I believe it's still um that's still new faculty so the study there for me seemed easier I guess maybe because I already finished the degree, so I know how to study. Uh, when I studied at Wollongong, Gong, it's a bit harder because of course I just, uh, I came from Vietnam. Um, English not your first languages. You guys all know that, and uh, I just finished my English course, and now go straight to uni. It's extremely hard to then listening to lecturers and take notes, and then research and essay is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a bit harder because you learn uh along as you go as well. So I guess to compare, um it's more easy for me to study the second degree um than the first one. The study truck structure I think University of Wollongong is a bit higher compared to University of Canberra. I'm not sure it's because of that my second degree so I was like saying that but um I think because they are still a young faculty in Canberra as well, so they, they're still figuring out their thing as well as they go. I think it's, it's much better now, and it's a bit harder to finish the degree. Um, I get credit advance, so I only did two years to have a second degree, but now the degrees is increased. Uh, I think uh, you have to do like three years or four years. The, the four years will be the honor years before you can finish the degrees to get credit, to become a richest uh, landscape architect in the future. I think they, they're growing, just like my, the landscape architect industry is growing as well. So I think, um, I believe it's it's better now um, compared to when I studied, uh, which six years ago. So yeah, things change. I never go back to... <laughs> to the university in Canberra so I'm not sure how 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 um thing change there but the environment I I think um there are more facilities in University of Wollongong they huge I think they they still rank top two I'm not sure yeah, yeah back then they still yeah. top two top two percent yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It, they, I think they got into top one percent now
2: Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they deserve it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just a maybe... bit shameless marketing. from Because <laughs> 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 we all UW alumni. Yeah. So... I know, right? <laughs> we love Wollongong.
2: You know yeah, what's funny? The, the... Uh, the landscape at University of Wollongong is actually done by Tyler Brammer, Landscape Architect.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't wow. know
2: until Amazing. I went to work for them. And then they have two studio, one in Sydney where where I work for and one in Austin uh, yeah. So the like that was actually designed by this uh, Austinmere Austin studio. And I was like, oh, this is definitely a sign from this university. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely.
1: And they surely yeah. did a good job. It's, yeah. The yeah. campus I, is amazing. Yeah. And
2: I was like, huh. Because they still a uh, contraction stage when I study. But then when I finished, I was looked back. I was like, ah, I didn't ha- have time to enjoy all of this beautiful outdoor seating and, you know, all of these new facility They've just finished, I think, after after I left um, the university. I was a bit sad because I didn't have a time mm-hmm. to enjoy it. But, yeah, the environment, University of Wollongong, yes, you guys should uh, go study there. Uh, everyone yeah, who it's listening.
0: A, <laughs> it's a very green campus yes you know yes. that's that's the only thing i have to say it's mm. a very green campus and we love it you know yeah all the, uh, and all the spirit anymore like ducks and everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> that it. point yeah yeah, yeah I remember that and yeah the landscape is beautiful like you say and i feel like throughout your story it's like um you know when like steve job used to say it's about connecting the dots like you can't yeah. really see forward in the future but mm. but now now looking Look back, back like yes. who knows you know because of government re. Remove, mm. you know, graphic design from the list. Now you you have to go to study landscape yeah. architecture, and then later on it land you a job in the exact yep. firm that designed your first university landscape. Mm. You know that just um and uh, just speak briefly about the, the list. It's a, called a skill occupation list. While oh listeners. yes, yes, it's mostly about migrant. Um, and it's just like if you study one degree inside that list. Um, there's a very high chance you can use um, that to apply for for points to you know to stay and become permanent resident in Australia. We need include it in the show notes. You know we talk about it in in other episodes as well. So that's just a brief uh, you know plug for our listeners. Now we're gonna talk a little bit more about your career, but now I want to backtrack. To the, you know, very first day and I kind of want to see what, um, want to hear what started your interest for graphic design. And I think I feel like the, you already gave it away, which yeah. is, you know, you said you always, always about creative, yeah. being creative yep. throughout the whole study and career of yours. Mm. But also I feel like, and later on it evolved into landscape architecture. So do you find that same, you know, creative. In landscape architect and is that what keeps you going through and evolve from graphic design to landscape architecture? Uh,
2: I think that's one aspect that uh, that why I love to become a a landscape architect but I think the main point is the environmental impact that a landscape architect can can contribute to you know the bigger pictures like the global pictures now. Um, I know that there's a lot of new development and the need of landscape, the need of the green in a city in an urban setting is extremely important. And especially, you know, after the COVID pandemic, you you the need of being outside and being connected to nature is is, is way more <laughs> higher than before. So as I can see, um in of the um, council control development, they always improve the, the green space and the communal space and, and the high demand of the private landscape and the communal landscape to then the development get approved. So I guess the creativity is just one part of it that keeps me going as a landscape architect, but how I contribute to the community is, is more important. I guess yeah, yeah. With the graphic design, it's just like baby step, <laughs> baby step, and yep. and creative yep. is what hmm. is the root of you as a creative person. You want to create something. I guess is the the seed that plant. But yeah, I don't think I have the reason that I interest for graphic design in particular. I just love to draw, paint, and create something, which you know.
0: So it evolved to something bigger, like yeah, you know, yeah. you contribute to the community. Yeah. And it just all ties into that sense of belonging we always talk about, yep. which is very important mm. for international students in Australia.
2: Yep. And I guess graphic design, I can't say that a good graphic design because I'm um, our practice now. And it's been so long that I'm I'm just doing it at a hobby now. Like I know the basic, but not a professional graphic designer. But I guess if I have time to then graduate and have time to to have like internship or you know start my career after I finished, or even when I study, I start to to do the process of of working, I think it will really be better, but i I kinda have that gap that you don't have the experience in graphic design, so yeah. If if you compare the two, I would be like, ah, oh, okay, I'm a landscape architect. <laughs> <laughs> Graphic design yeah. is my hobby.
0: <laughs> well, your hobby is still very good. Look at our uh, cover art, hey, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you agree? <laughs> Look at that. It's Definitely beautiful. Definitely bad for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you were speaking about your, your career. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about since you graduated? Because I can see you had a variety of roles from graphic design intern to CAD operators to mm. landscape architects. So can you tell us a little bit briefly about your career from when you graduated until now?
2: Yeah. So I think before I graduate, I already have the idea of oh I need to have experience in my um resume. So we had the opportunity to to have like internship with um a competition that University of Wollongong very successful. It's called I- Ilawarra Flames Tree House, like the sustainable house. And we actually won-, won the competition in China. Yeah, I'm just like a tiny part because it's one of our subjects that also count point toward your final year. So we have that opp- opportunities to create graphic for for that team. So yeah, so that one of my first experience as a graphic design, and then I had internship with Clever Link, which is a small, small medium graphic design studio in Corimor. Um. So the the third years of my study, I really concentrated on getting experience. So I put myself out there to look for internship work experience as a a graphic design and uh, through connections that I get all that opportunities and then because it's the career change and then I decided to study again but what I learned from my last degree is it's better to have to kick off my school experience as soon as I as soon as I start study because I already you know already have a degree finished so I kinda know in that in mind that oh okay, if I change my career, I better have a, a better <laughs> prepare for my second degree graduation. So I think when I moved to Canberra, I start to to look for I still continue to 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 work part-time as a waitress. And then look for opportunity. I still at that point, I still doesn't know what I'm, what I'm doing with landscape architect. So I'm looking for internship, just a way to have experience. And I, I I look both in landscape company and graphic design company because I want to have like to find a bit of money as well, I guess. But there's I put out a TV and email and apply for jobs, but didn't get any. Any reply for my uh, graphic design, you're kind of upset because you put there, you put out a lot of portfolio and things, but you didn't have any feedback. And then I just keep doing waitress and study, but I talked to one of my teacher from our studio and I told her that her name is Susan. And I told her that I, I'm really looking for an opportunity to work and study at the same time. I think she helped me to get connect with uh, Spy Lab Studio where I have my internship. Uh, they they are landscape firm. They knew that I had a degree in graphic design, so mainly my internship at that point is is more about graphic. And I've, I've been doing um like design layout for their for their material templates. Like I can see their um their process of design is landscape, like kind of you, you're trying to learn landscape, but then they want to use your skill in graphic design. Just like
0: the best of both worlds,
2: <laughs> <four.
1: laughs> You experience both
0: sides. Yeah. You're a perfect candidate for them.
2: Experience both sides. But I actually wanting to, to do more of landscape thing, but I didn't like, they didn't give me that much, you know, opportunity to actually design anything. I think I remember. What did I design? I think I designed enclosure for, be- for Beans, <laughs> Beans enclosure. <laughs> it was fun, it was fun. And do all the graphic template stuff, but it's a good experience. It's a good to put in a- in your resume.
0: And sorry, how long were you there for in space lab?
2: I think eight weeks, eight oh, weeks, yeah. I think. I don't remember exactly, I have to look back.
0: That's okay, yeah, that's the normal like range of an internship anyway, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, between two to three months. Mm-mm.
2: So the second the, the other opportunity is um I already mentioned my cousin working in a civil firm and they have the landscape de- department and that my second internship but I only worked there for one or two times because they just need some people at that time and then so I help them with uh, creating concept mm. and like Photoshop uh, in sketch and using Photoshop um that my second, second thing to put on my C V, which is good. <laughs> yeah, so I think that, that uh that my my career already started before I graduate. Mm-hmm. Um and this is a really good point for for you guys if you're international student, I highly recommend that um, you guys look for opportunity to to internship and have work experience while you study. And it's it's really helpful
0: yes absolutely right like especially you know a lot of the degrees is only three years Mm. in general Mm. so like if you think about it by the last year you preferably you want to apply for a graduate job like a job after graduation Mm. yeah and then they will ask do you have any work experience any internship so ideally you should have done or found an internship in your second year or something so that's really early and you have to start the research around your first year
2: Mm. yeah
1: Yeah, the three years just fly by and especially with a career that's so practical like yours where you have to have hands-on experience, that experience beforehand is even more important.
2: Mm. Yeah, I agree, I agree.
1: Yeah, so then how did you land your job at Taylor Brammer afterwards?
2: I have to say thank you to Kevin, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing. (laughs) It's actually a story. Uh, So... As you guys know, after we graduate, like all the employees always say, oh, it's, uh, they want to graduate landscape architect, but with experience. And you'll be like, wow, how can I have experience? Like I just graduated. After I graduate, I am looking for jobs. So many, another, another journey of looking for jobs, put in CV, portfolio, Oh, you have to create your, uh, your portfolio. Mm. like your projects in um, university and then together with your resume and cover letter and all that. I think I got two or three interviews, but then nothing come out positive. One time when I'm out for my interview, they they say that I need to study more. (laughs) That's what I said to me. I was like, what? (laughs) No, I want to work now. <laughs> uh, that's one. That's that's or one funny thing. It's
0: good that you uh, miss that place. It's yeah. like you oh, would, yeah, you know, like, imagine working in a place where they always suggest yeah. you hey, go study more. You know, <laughs> just throwing out the you know twenty grand or something. Yeah,
2: and uh I think um my my brother is Kevin. Friends, and then we just mm. like having conversation, and we just like oh, I'm I'm a good landscape architect and looking for work and. And then Kevin was internship at Sydney, uh, Sydney
0: Olympic, Olympic Park, Park Castle. Council, yeah. And
2: he got connections. And connection is really yeah. important, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, through this experience, I have to admit that connection is yep. so important. Yeah. And I think Kevin helped me to connect with uh, Martin. Yeah, and uh, from there, he got my portfolio Cover letter and things, and he he sent it out to landscape architectural firm. And then before he he did that, he already called me and he said, "Oh, I talked to your referee, which is my teacher, and she talked highly about you. That's why I helping you. Like mm. they actually have to check how you are the person how you study before they because it's you know their connection they have to protect their connection mm-hmm. as well they can't just like randomly <laughs> like mm-hmm. just doing that
0: yeah so yep. yeah
2: so yeah uh, and then uh, i got two i got two interview from that connections from kevin and martin and uh before telegramma i had two weeks at Redbox just to fill in the time because they, they yep. some people up there was on holidays and they need someone. It's good. It's, it's good as a cat operator. I like mm. I um, have experience in cat at that time and helping out. So when I go to Telebrama, I already have experience with using the programs, which is good. Short time, but it's really good. And then at Telegramma, after the interview, and they love to have me, and I moved back to Sydney, and I'm here for six years now. Working for the company,
0: yeah. So before you start, when you were interviewing for Telegramma, were you still in Canberra? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I still
2: live in Canberra and travel mm. to Sydney for the interview.
0: Yeah, I remember vaguely now that uh, I think it was I was meeting you and your brother at, at a dinner or something in Sydney and we talked about it and that's how I mm. I know you were looking for a job in Sydney. Mm. It's a funny story because I was actually, you know, just trying to network my way through Sino Olympic Park Castle, trying to get myself a senior engineer job and uh, there's no results. But then I'm even more than happy <laughs> that I could find myself a job Is that I can, you know, introduce solely. Yeah. But the important pivot point about this story is, oh, well, first we have to give kudos to Martin because, you know, not many people would be so helpful you know he takes the, his own time to review your portfolio calling your referee and everything and even send i saw his email and mm. he sent it out to like lots of landscape architecture design firm right mm. but the secondly uh which is um, the most important thing here is um solely has her own portfolio and everything like ready to go I didn't even see solely portfolio but I, I heard about it when she was talking about it so when i talked to martin and say check out this girl she got a beautiful perfect portfolio you wouldn't believe it you know yeah <laughs> i haven't seen it by trusting solely and when you know i present to solely email she just sent him the portfolio all the side projects all the experience ready to go mm. and that makes it so much easier for martin to review and recommend her to somebody in the industry mm. everyone asks how can you get a graduate job without experience when they ask for your experience? Well, the experience here doesn't have to be you working for a company in the industry, right? You can create your own experience. Like you can just make your own personal project. Uh, if you're a civil engineer, maybe you should design something uh, in AutoCAD or something and show it. If Say if you're an accountant, maybe you just do it yourself like a balance sheet, you know, with some trick in Excel showing them that, you know, very high advanced Excel formulas. So just stuff like that, uh, be creative and think of your own personal project. If you can show them that here, here's what I did in my own time and effort and I shouldn't have any problem tackling the industry problems. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the third point is just keep trying. <laughs> yes. <Exactly. laughs>
0: yes. Don't give up. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I think you touched a bit on your graphic design days as um, an intern. So how about you tell us a bit more about your day as a landscape architect.
2: Um, my day as landscape architect. When I was intern, or when I just uh, landing. Um, is, no, <laughs> no, <both. laughs> I guess when you just graduate, you don't. You actually a uh, white paper. I guess not really white paper. You study, but in term of work environment, you white paper. Um, when I started, I guess the most important thing is be initiative. Hmm. So you don't wait. Or you don't wait to finish one job so you have to estimate okay this job gonna took me two hours I'm gonna do it in two hours but then what am I gonna do after this so you don't wait until you finish that job you have to talk to your senior talk to someone above you then say "Oh, okay I got two hours and I will finish this job is there anything else I can do after that so you gave them the impression that oh you're eager for work. You're not. You're not waiting for people to tell you what to do. You are ready to work, and and they 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 will see you as a as someone who a team player, who looking out, who looking for more work to do, not just a lazy person just trying to finish eight hours a day kind of things. So I think that's the most important thing that everyone who graduate need to remember, because you knew you need to prove yourself. I guess. <laughs> So people see that okay, yeah. this person is is a uh, mm. is um hardworking. Is it will help you grow and and also um, other people will will like have time to then think about what to give you next. So they will see your different skill set. Uh, for example, as landscape architect, I can work hand I'm not sure other landscape architect is just talking about myself so i can do handscape i can do photoshop i can do like all the adobe programs so that's another thing that you have to to learn as well beside of your working hour you need to look into improving your skill so that was will be will be like a different <laughs> skill set to talk about but yeah a day of a landscape architect um when i started it's slow it's, it's uh you know you knew new you don't you do just listening to other people. You look and you observe and you learn and uh, you take note in the meeting and take note as you go when people, when the senior and and uh, the more director talk to you about projects, you will take note, you will then research, all that kind of things. But then when when you work there for like three years, you kind of know what to do as well. So you're kind of growing up. It's kind of different now because... Uh, because I don't know, the industry is, is crazy. There's a lot of jobs, but not enough people. So, if you're listening, uh, we need more landscape architect guys. Need more landscape architect. Need more landscape architect.
0: <laughs>
2: Please come study and work <laughs> as landscape architect. It's really fun. Yeah, day is very interesting because you're working with uh, pen and paper. That's my favorite part. Um, and you are working with different briefs. Uh, so we had a variety of um, projects like residential, um, streetscape, subdivision, uh, playground, senior living, um, aged care. That what we used to be really f- famous for is H- aged care industry. But since I came to a company, we like expanding. We do a lot of school, um, university now. Um, what else? Big household playground and sport field and like master plan like big master plan we have less residential at the moment less um like kind of little jobs. we have like like really really big big jobs right now hospital and mm. kind of things yeah
0: so sorry, when you say uh, pen and paper, you always like start your project with like, you're drafting out by hand or is it depends on project? Do you go straight to the computer software or use just... Depend
2: on the projects. But with like quick jobs, we can go straight to computer. You do it uh, to AutoCAD and Photoshop, mm. but with like bigger projects, we always encourage people to print things out, to have a tracing paper, to use pen. Just, you know, it's really the feeling when you draw using hand on paper it's it's help you to stay creative and the flow of the process you see more than just looking at Mm. the screen so that's what i learned from our directors yeah
1: Mm. it's very similar to like say in the accounting and finance field as well like we do a lot of things on the computer we review like financials and data on the computer but sometimes you miss things if you're looking hmm. at the computer yeah. screen so. That. So you just print out a set of like financial data and just have it on paper in front of you and go through it with a pen. Then you identify more errors or things that you've missed. So <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. One similarity between our roles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we all cross cross paths somehow. Yeah, I think in the like my said and and how to how how to work, it's similar things.
0: So, uh, compared to say now that you are promoted to a senior landscape architect, oh, congratulations by the way. Hey guys. <laughs> what do you feel is a key difference during your normal day <laughs> and your task between, like, say, a current junior mm-hmm. or just a normal landscape architect and now a senior landscape architect?
2: Yeah. So, with the, my new role at the company, um, now I have to be also respond for the junior. Like helping to train, um, to bring everyone to higher levels because you know because you are senior, but you also need people. Uh, how do I put it? Like it's not they they, they are new they are graduate and it's kind of you you see yourself in them like you know like six years ago that like you when you just started as a senior you just try to pass on what you learn and what can help them to grow as well so i think that's the big difference so when i started we don't really have a close senior like my role now with the other junior so for now the company try to have the relationship between the senior and junior which is different Compared to when I started, like I don't have people like me to, to then help me to, to answer the question about research, about using programs, about, um you know, um when to do DA development, what is the requirement, when to do the tender, what is the requirement, like we don't have that before. So that what we're trying to do now to have that close relationship before I sometimes I feel like I just try to like as I said try to observe to see like I guess because maybe I'm a shy person at that point as well I didn't ask a lot of questions so I think that's another point to remember if you if you're new to the industry you need to ask a lot of questions than what I learned that's better so now I always say to the junior if you don't if you don't understand anything just ask that's what I learned so I think I think it's good to ask questions but Another point is not every question need to be asked because <laughs> you need to do your research Jeez. fast. Yeah. That's something that's struggling mm. as well because like they they will love you more if you do research before you ask them, right? Yeah. That's what I like yeah. as well. I don't like the genius that come to me and like, no need to ask me that.
0: <laughs> How to do this that I can easily find on Google. Yeah,
2: just <laughs> ask Google first, guy. Yeah. And if you really, really struck.
0: Funny you mentioned that because I always remember this advice from your cousin, actually. Uh. He used to say to us, the young graduates, mm. that, you know, meet up. He used to say that it's always good and you should always ask questions, mm. just not the dumb questions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, do a little research first before you ask. Yeah, and you can say, "Oh, I have this questions. I research, and you know, I have this information. Is it right? Is it correct?" Yeah, and it's it's better. Yeah,
0: and that show your initiative too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree.
0: I remember very vividly one of the, my junior civil engineer job. Mm. I have a direct manager, a boss that is only like two years older than me. And back then I was probably a little bit more immature. And uh, I remember I came across a problem and I see this is a problem. Somehow in my head, I think that like, my boss didn't see the problem. So I was trying to tell him like, this is a problem. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, there's a, some problem with this drawing mm-hmm. and, you know, we don't have enough information. And he just, you know, replied very casually. It's like, yeah, I see it's a problem. I know about the problem, but what is the solutions? And I was like, I was like frozen. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, yes. Everybody see a problem. But if you bring up the problem and all you do is complain about the problem, but you don't present any solutions, mm-hmm. like not none of your own research, then it's no point bring, mm-hmm. bringing it up. Mm-hmm. So the same goes if you have any questions, like Soleil said, do your research first and at least present something that you think could be done about mm-hmm. it and it could be wrong it could be right but no, nobody cares because mm-hmm. it brings your own opinion to the discussions
2: yeah by saying that like i'm happy for for them to ask me like technical questions like for the programs it's it's quick and easy to answer because uh, i have experience okay that kind of question doesn't mind me like you can just oh if you want to know something to do in the programs or technical question is fine but if there's something, need to do research, you need to do research first. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we've, we've chatted a bit about your career and work side. So now let's talk about your personal side and your hustle and slash hobby. <laughs> so how did you become a streamer and what is your streaming channel about?
2: Mm, so uh, I guess uh, there's a lot of streamer out there started in the pandemic because <laughs> everyone stayed inside. <laughs> trying to find something to do trying to stay in connect uh I guess it's that time uh I think it's April and everybody stay inside and I just don't know what to do to kill time and you know you have a lot of time in your hand and my husband was like oh do you want to play games like just play some game I never play games but I was like yeah playing games no waste of time no 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 I'm not playing games <laughs> If I'm playing games, I have to do something together with playing games. I'm like, hmm. And he was like, how about you stream when you're playing games so you can talk to people as well? And I was like, I don't know how to stream. How can I stream? No, I don't know how to stream. <laughs> but then uh, I, he just like showed me the platform and I was like, okay. I give it a try. And then that's how I become a streamer. <laughs> Nothing interesting, guys.
0: <laughs> no it's very interesting how important is it to have a partner that support you and bring out the message <laughs> i know
2: right no now looking back i was like i really enjoy streaming because i create uh, a little community as well and it's really good when i started streaming i always aim to do art with stream because they're a you know it's not on twitch it's not just before it started initially it's just for gaming platform but then it's growing as we are growing and they have a different different um channels different they have like um art art and grabs they have like just chatting and they have like talk show even like us like there's some people have doing podcasts and they do it together on on stream and they like you know like there's so many so many different and music and music is another um uh channel i love to i love to watch as well and then chairs so many i can't name because i'm i don't have a lot of time to because i'm streamer so my my stream my time on on twitter is more like streaming not like watching mm. so but i do know what aren't there there's so many out there for you to so, you know like browsing and have what you like yeah it's very um interesting that people connecting online sometimes you didn't think it's real but when you put your heart out connect to the heart <laughs> ah,
0: okay talking about community in streaming mm. well last year you did a very cool thing you do have a 12 hour long live stream mm. to help raise charity funding for people struggling with the pandemic mm. back in vietnam yeah so can you tell us a little bit more about that stream and, and how could you possibly stream for 12 hours <laughs> straight? I couldn't ima- even imagine it.
2: I guess because um, 12 hours is really, really went by it's really, really fast because you have structure, you have guests. Because how do I put it? I love to plan uh, an event and then I love to connect people. That's one of the reasons for streaming and i want to introduce other people to other people i want to be a bridge so other people can know other people and then you know maybe they they spark each other and they can connect i don't know i always really like the idea of being dot that you said before and just connect people with people um how many guests seven or eight and then everyone was like two two hours or one and a bit hours and if you divide it out it's it's not much it's it's already like the time has already gone by yeah so I guess I can do it because I have a a lot of support from family from friends from my community online and uh, the support from people I couldn't do it by myself like before I make decision to do it I just was just thinking oh I can just have my own pocket and just help like tiny if whatever I have, I just help it. But then uh, I feel like no, I can do more. <laughs> I can I can ask people, and then I can be that point for people to then know about our struggle back in the hometown, and they can help because the more help, the better, isn't it? And uh, yes, and you kind of want to spread that. It's called raising hope, is the event name, and it's kind of giving hope out there because you never know who watching your stream that's the mm. that's a very interesting about streaming as well you never know yep. who who watching in silent because mm. people can watch you without interact you don't know who watching so you just try to spread the hope mm. raising some hope in the in yep. the dark time pretty much at that time
0: how much did you raise
2: i think more than 2k wow. time. And uh, wow. not like Australian dollars, Australian time.
0: Like 2,000 Australian dollars may not sound that much in here, but its I know it's huge money in Vietnam, especially to those people struggling yep. with the pandemic, right? Mm. So that was a, such a meaningful event that you did. And, you know, to connect everyone like that and to raise that amount of money and not, not just money, but the awareness yep. about the problem, right? Yeah. There may be people after that stream will go donate by themselves. Yeah, yeah.
2: and help out the, in their community. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that does show again your great initiative and also that sense of belonging to the community yeah. and you, you know show that you care about the community not just um you know any community not just the community in australia but also from your hometown yeah yeah it's a wonderful event yeah
2: i like still like sometimes i try to do a a charity each year so yeah hopefully i can do something before the end of the year and every year will be different uh charity theme but the main idea is to raising hope and to remind people that the more you give, the, the better you receive, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can join your next charity stream. Yeah.
2: <laughs> be, my, be, be one of the special guests, uh, Koala yeah. Club podcast. Welcome. Absolutely. And then I will interview you guys back. Ooh. And then, uh, and then <laughs> the introduce, introducing you guys to uh, to my community and other people. So it's exciting. student, there's a lot of people all yeah. over the world watching the stream, and yeah. they are they um wow. some people like do study. There's a lot of uh, hmm. I don't know. I kinda attracted the the young audience <laughs> to study, and uh, there's some people still studying medicine. Some people still in high school. There's a lot of yeah.
0: uh, what's well, a good thing. Young audience, they... yeah. Because they can find someone to look up to and, you know, you know, give inspirations.
2: Pressure uh, on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were thinking uh, of doing like uh, mental health or, uh, for either one or two organizations in Australia. Yeah. So hopefully I can plan that soon and uh, you guys can come and join us on the live stream.
0: For sure.
1: Yeah. Sounds great.
2: Sounds great
1: okay so what what does the future hold for you so do you want to continue your landscaping architecture journey or even become a professional streamer
2: uh i don't think i become i don't have enough time to become a professional streamer and just like a casual streamer i guess because it took a lot of time to become successful professional streamer it took a lot like if you if you want to go into that land talk to me you can uh, people can you guys can find me and dm me i tell you there's lots of time put in online a lot of topic a lot of aspect if you want to be successful professional streamer but i don't think it's it's for me i'm just trying to have a like my own community and and a channel for me to do art and to um to spread my love for art and connect with people and you know have a bit of a me time just something you create and and uh inspired other people but i'm still loving a landscape architect um i have my uh i have my arts on the side that i still trying to establish my be at the moment, my drawing and painting is like commission based and just just um, you know, as a uh, commission. But I'm not sure if I can make money with my art. It's kind of always give me, um, pressure <laughs> to then having to do, to do art for money. <laughs> so I'm still thinking about that. So yeah, the the art side of the streaming part is kind of still there, but now with the uh, Someone later on the way as well, so I have to think about that. But mm. I think the landscape architect is always there for me because I love my job. So, so let's see. I don't know. I don't have a a clear, a hundred percent sure. Uh, I kind of, I'm more a drifter. <laughs> I I just plan <laughs> a certain. I don't plan far like way ahead, but uh, like I plan when it's it's come. Yeah. So. Mm yeah
0: most of the time that's the best way to go actually i
2: don't know yeah um but definitely try to stream more in the future but no pressure though because uh you have to have fun when you stream Mm -hmm. otherwise people will send that if you go live and you don't you don't have that energy it's it doesn't worth their time and also your time so yeah so hopefully i can be back with my r stream with my uh, casual streaming time. And my next goal is to have a charity stream and uh, yeah, and having a bit of comeback after a, a break from streaming and uh, raising some money, I guess, to help other people.
0: Well, we're certainly looking forward to that. <laughs> Okay, so thanks, Soli, for coming on today on the show. Uh, You know, a lot of wisdom being shared and a lot of inspiration too, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, for our listeners as international students uh, who's on their journey or started out. Yeah, so thanks for coming on. For our listeners, thanks for listening to this time. And uh, if you enjoy the episode, please uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, the Coral Club Podcast, or Instagram. And you know, we also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.
1: Yes, and uh, if you do want to check out soli's work on Instagram and check out her streaming, Soleil, can you tell us, uh, tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: Oh, first of all, thank you, Kevin and Jang and Koa Koal Club Podcast for having me today. As a pleasure to share a little bit of my journey with the uh, with your view with your listeners. Uh, I'll say viewers.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. uh, We're we on YouTube now too, so ooh, there's some viewers. Yeah. There. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh yeah, just my handle will be uh Solebu S O L E I L B Double and you guys can find me on either twitch or instagram and if you love art or just simply want to connect give me a follow and i hope to see you when i live awesome thank Thanks you guys, guys. For tuning in. thank you so much for listening